Well, hello there, and welcome to Dear Ashley, where, friendly reminder, we are uncertified and probably unqualified, but ready and willing to give you advice. I am joined by my husband, Steve. That's where you say I, hi. I, I don't know why you forget that you're every week. you say something after it. No, it's the... Uh, hi. Uh, hi. Ooh. Finally, let me try making gumbo with kielbasa instead of andouille sausage. <laughs> That's very true. I was very against it. Yeah. It turned out great. Yes. Still adamant andouille would be better. Of course it's better, but if you're somebody who is a spicy wimp like your darling wife. That's correct. Then this enables me to eat gumbo without being in physical pain. Which is a huge plus side when you're eating. <laughs> it was delicious. Uh, if anyone else thinks it's a bit odd to put kielbasa in gumbo, let us know. But I, it worked. It worked. If you're looking for a non-spicy alternative, you can add hot sauce afterwards and a little seasoning too. Uh, so was it noticeably... It's just weird. It's just a different texture. It's just a... It's it, not, it's not a picky. different texture. I have, I, I have an advanced palate, as uh, they say. Uh-huh. And... Uh, I could tell the difference. But if you enjoyed it, that's all I care about. Well, did you enjoy it? I did. And that's another thing. It was fine. Once I got past it, once after my first bowl, <laughs> followed by my other bowl two and three, I was fine with it. It was delicious. It was weird, but it was delicious. It wasn't weird. <laughs> yeah, it was, was fine. It was fine. So we're back. We talked about um, doing a bonus episode around the holidays, and then we didn't. Yeah, we got really lazy. Well, I think it was also because daycare was closed. Yeah. And having our son run around is way more tiring than I had remembered from the beginning of quarantine right. when he was home with us for like months without any breaks. Um, and I just, we just weren't up to it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We could at some point though, open a bottle of wine, just open the laptop and I could fire off questions to you. We could do a, uh, a speed round? like a, a speed round or like a pop-up episode here and there. We should do that. I know. I we, know. We were we super will. lazy. We were Okay. We weren't super lazy. I was. <laughs> I was not. I was very busy doing stuff. Correct. Binging Bridgerton, uh, solving a hunt a killer. Yeah. What else did I do? Explain what that is because I don't think it's as popular. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you weren't just like picking up crime scenes on your uh, spare time. Yeah, it's it's an actual game (laughs) that you purchase. It's an experience, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Game's wrong. And I'd say an advanced murder mystery for one person. Well, it's it's not supposed to be for one person. It's not? No, it's like they pitch it as like a family thing. Well, I guess family's weird too, but it's like. You so you essentially are a detective, and they send you, um, like information and clues and like evidence, and you have to sort through it all and try to figure out like who the killer is. They give you his backstory. It's actually really impressive. It the was box really that comes in. really cool. Uh, are you done with it? I I am. What? <laughs> I finished it that night. <laughs> you didn't tell me that. <laughs> I know. I didn't want you to be mad. What? It's done. It's the Christmas to, present is over. Yeah, it's supposed to be like an episodic thing where there's like. They'll send you, wow. like, one thing a month, but I had specifically asked for the, like, bingeable version of it, so they send you all the information in one big box, and I, instead of doing it over the course of, like, six weeks or six months or whatever, I did it in two nights. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun. I got it right. Yay, me. Good job. I'm super proud of you. I did not know you accomplished such feat. I did. I didn't want to tell you. 
I did say what's it called? Till, what's it really called? It's called so the hunt, listeners can know. Hunt a killer. Hunt a killer. And where do we find it? I don't like, know the internet. Their website. Yeah. yeah. I was just trying to make a fake ad out of this so we can. Oh send yeah. It to Feel them. free to sponsor us and sponsor send me us. more because they are, are a little there expensive. Other yeah, they're really fun though. I really enjoyed it. So check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it too. I know. I was like, I see, were you gonna do this with like me? Like to play? And well, so I did. I did not. Um, I made it so that you could do it as well. Like I didn't mark up anything. Oh, like, so if I got bored. Yeah, if you got bored, you can okay. still do it. Okay, cool. Yeah, or I could uh, re-gift it to someone. Or, <laughs> no, we're not re-gifting why? it. Why? It's not like I ruined anything. <laughs> I just have to put it all Happy back in the right. Would, if if like we invited friends over, could you do it with them? I mean, yeah, but I... But you know everything. Yeah, I would want to do a different one. Okay. And also, I don't think it's probably like a one-night thing. Like, it took me hours. Yeah, I noticed. You know? I, I stayed up know late. I stayed up till midnight on That's New insane. Year's Eve because I was hunting a killer. You didn't, like, celebrate or anything. Celebrate what? The killer? And you solved the case. I did a fist bump by myself in the dining room. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> I would you. like to high-five you over the accomplishment. This is like a, it's an unscripted, serious moment right now that we didn't plan to have the first six minutes of thinking about this. Why didn't... I would have loved to celebrate. Uh... Because, I mean, I told you I was getting really close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? I did. You don't so remember. Is that me supposed to be like, did you do it? No, because you, you seemed like, when I told you that, you seemed, um, you were like, wait, you started it yesterday. Isn't it supposed to last you like, <laughs> several weeks? That. And I was yeah. like, well, yeah. So I didn't want to tell you like an hour later I did it. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> to the person I live with and know everything she does. Thanks. That's really cool. Yeah. So what's going on with you? <laughs> you can start the podcast now. That was a fun uh, opening banter. All right. Well, so you guys may have noticed. Hunt a Killer Murder Mystery Party. Look it up. It's not or a murder mystery party. Those are very different. Murder and mystery case that you can solve alone by yourself and not tell your spouse about. Dot com. Um. Okay, let's get into it. You may have noticed that um, I did still say, well, hello there as my intro, even though last episode I expressed um, regret for choosing that as the intro. And it is because there was a vote on our subreddit page, whether or not I should keep it. And the people said yes. And to steal from Jalen and Jacoby, you got to give the people what they want. So that's what it is. I think I'm just going to have fun with it and say it weird ways going forward. That. Sounds more up my alley. Um, And there is a subreddit. If you want to join the community, it's awesome. It's great. You guys are talking about what we got wrong. Um, There was a lot of expression that people absolutely know who Merlin is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I lost that one. Lots of support there. I sounded like a jerk, too. I didn't mean to, like, be, like, the high school bully who was, like, Nice wizard nerd. No, you just mean I just you just mean like you that. didn't want other people to know that you were teasing <laughs> me about the books that I yeah, like. I'll take the L on that. I'll take the I'll put the L in Merlin on that. Oh boy. Oh, that was oh bad. boy. No, never Let's mind. not no, no. Anyway, so join our subreddit community. It's Dear Ashley Pod. There's also an Instagram page, which is also Dear Ashley Pod. Um, I'm gonna have a conversation with our social media manager about maybe being more active there because we have received a bunch of pictures that haven't gone up yet. So I'll, I'll talk to him offline about that. I have I've been requesting a date Mary dump uh, post for a while. It hasn't happened. So don't worry, I will handle that um, off the air. And then hopefully you'll see a little more activity on our Instagram page. Cool. Let me know if you need help there. <laughs> 
Okay, let's dive in with the first question. Hi, dear Ashley, da da da, and Steve. This is Kate, um, Alveda. We're we're gonna redo this. I don't know. How. Okay, I'm going to hang up because I messed up and I'm a perfectionist. We're gonna try this again. Okay, one moment. Okay, let's try that again. I guess. Dear Ashley, Hi. Da, da, da. and <laughs> this is Kate. I'm an Alabama, Alabama native. I messed up again, but we're going with it this time. So we're Eagles, but currently live in South Carolina. And my boyfriend hates how indecisive I am. Well, I think my mom hates it too, but she just makes me pick wherever she wants to eat normally. Besides the point. Um, he dislikes how much it takes me to decide where I want to eat. And normally, I just still don't know what I want to eat. Just very indecisive all around. So, do you have any tips on when he asks me, where do you want to go eat? Or what do you want for dinner? How can I have quicker responses rather than just telling him all the things that I don't want to eat? And then he still suggests something, and I don't want that either. Okay, thanks. Love you, mean it, and I appreciate you because I think that's the new thing, and I'm loving it. Okay, bye! Kate from Alabama, I appreciate you so much. So, so, so much. Fall down and get back up again. And I appreciate your question. I can commiserate with being a perfectionist who struggles trying to decide what they want to eat. (laughs) I overthink everything. Oh, I mean, the mood for this, is this healthy enough? Does my husband want this? Does my kid want this? Is this going to cost too much money? Is this going to take too much time? Do I really want that though? (laughs) Like I go through that every single time I'm about to eat. This is correct. And I think, um, it can be very frustrating. Steve, you can speak to this too. Uh, a lot of times making the decision about food falls on him and it just gets tiring being the one having to make the decisions always. So I think, in an effort to like hear your boyfriend and respect his frustrations, you should just pick something and not allow yourself to change your mind. Like if you have a few restaurants or you know types of food on deck that you know you like, say one out loud and then that's it. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but there will be times when Steve will say, oh, do you want blank for dinner? I'm like, no, that doesn't sound good. And then he'll make it for himself. And all of a sudden I'm smelling it. I'm seeing it. I'm like, oh, that does look good after all. Like that could happen for you. If you don't think you want Italian, just yell out Italian, make your boyfriend happy. And all of a sudden it shows up. It's there. It's hot. It's ready. It's ready to be consumed. And you know what? If it's not perfect, that's okay, because you get another meal. You'll live to eat another meal. <laughs> this is a classic uh, relationship conundrum. And it I is. think the best thing to do and the best thing that we've done is is telling each other, you're making the call tonight. Yeah. And since we have many years of experience with this conundrum, mm. when we say you're making the call with it, we're both established in our brains that we're happy with whatever the outcome is. Yeah. Like if it's like, I don't want to make the call, your call. If you come up with like, yo, we're having pancakes for dinner. Yes. That's a great call. Uh, I'm good with it. And I have hmm. to be good with it. That's part of the deal you sign uh, when you sign the marriage license thingy at the end of when you walk back down the hall. uh, The hall. (laughs) The aisle. Uh, You sign the marriage license thingy when you walk back down the hall. Enforcing the you make the call rule. Yeah. And just kind of understand like it's not going to be perfect. You make the call. Sometimes it'll be your call. You can make whatever you want. He's got to live with it. It's a it's a best to just kind of 
Yeah, maybe if you that, like, if you split up nights, you're like, okay, on Wednesday night, I know I have to decide what we're having no, for dinner. I don't even think that. I think it's just like tonight. I think that would be helpful. Around like four thirty, your call or my call, your call. All right, go. And then that way, yeah, if if it's your turn, you have to live with the consequences of how long yeah. it takes for you to decide. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't have to like have your yeah, boyfriend suffer you. through it with with you yeah, as you exactly. search. It, it helps the decision process be sped up. It speeds up the decision process is the sentence I wanted to say. Yeah, yeah. that's smart. I like that. Good luck. Let us know how it goes. Send pics. I love food pics, but I mean, I don't want every Send one pictures of your, of your menus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if, you, if you do need help figuring out what you want, I'd love to take a look at a menu and pick out what we would suggest. So hit us up on Twitter for that one. Okay. Next question. Dear Ashley. I suffer from pretty bad anxiety and depression, and this year has absolutely kicked my butt. I was, I was wondering if you had any tips on managing intrusive thoughts. It's so hard for me to not second-guess everything I do or say and find myself stuck in my own head more often than not. Some days are easier than others, but it's been really, really rough the past few weeks because of the holidays. Thank you so much. Love you. Mean it. Alyssa. Alyssa, I appreciate you and I appreciate your question. And I I know it's a hard question, but I think it's important to remember that there are so many people that are going through this and you're certainly not alone. The last year has been immeasurably hard on all of us in different ways. And I know the the holidays can be especially challenging for people. Um, And it's it's not like everything gets magically better because all of a sudden it's 2021 now. Like 2020 is behind us, but that doesn't change our experiences and what we're going through. Um, first and foremost, I would always recommend speaking to an actual therapist. I think therapy is incredibly valuable. Um, and we've talked before about meditation and how helpful that can be not only when you're experiencing like especially bad anxiety or depression, but also just on a day-to-day basis. Um, But beyond those two things, I think it's really important that you've recognized what's happening as intrusive thoughts. Like that's huge, knowing that they are that they are that, that there are these things that are infringing on your regular brain is, is a really big first step. And I think it's important that you don't ignore them. Like, don't try to pretend that they're not there. They are there, but that you don't blame yourself for them either. Like, our bodies are made up of chemicals, and we can't control the things that happen in our brains. Um, So I've been, I mean, this is, let me say again, speak to somebody who knows actually knows what they're talking about. Um, But I have done a little bit of research on like ways to kind of calm my own brain down when I go through stuff like this, Um, especially with, you know, feelings of insecurity and self-doubt. And one of the things that I saw recommended that I thought was uh, kind of interesting was 
to treat these intrusive thoughts as like something separate from yourself. Um, and so I've kind of tried, <laughs> this is, I haven't told you this yet, Steve. So love it. we're going to go through it together. I've kind of thought of it as like my annoying friend. It's like, oh, well, here comes anxious Ashley again. Oh, why do you keep coming over? You're very annoying. You're bringing me down. This is toxic. I don't need you here. And like almost looking at it as like a separate entity, like this person that won't leave me alone and isn't good for me and I need to get them out of my life and kind of because I think if someone else was saying those things to me it would it would make it a little more clear that they were bad whereas if they're going on in your own head they're more acceptable for some reason like there was this really interesting this is separate but hopefully it helps make it make sense there was this really interesting dove campaign um about how women in particular, like the things that they say to themselves in the mirror, this one was about the way that you looked, you would never say to another person. And it's really jarring. They did this exercise where they had two strangers like say the things that some of the women wrote down about themselves to someone else. And you're horrified because you're like, I would never talk to somebody that way. So if you wouldn't talk to somebody else that way, why would you talk to yourself that way? I, I wish I remember what it was called so I could tell you to go look it up. Um, but it was really illuminating. And I think if you, you try this, just try it, see if it works. Let me know. Like if you look at it as like, it's another person saying those things to you, you were like, wouldn't stand for it. So don't put that kind of pressure on yourself. So first therapy, second meditation, third, get your annoying, anxious Alyssa friend out of your house because she is bringing you down and you don't want her to come over anymore. <laughs> That's really good. That's what I, I think got. you could give your anxious friend a name too. Yeah. I don't like giving it, I don't like calling her anxious Ashley. Mm. She get like a- That's smart. Like Medusa an, or something. Medusa. Oh, Medusa. That's a good one. She's the worst. Yeah. Get her, her the, out of here. Yeah. And like picture her in her head. That's really good advice. I've done that. You nailed it. Uh, I, I had one of those days the other day. Mm-hmm. And I just went and I read and I went on the treadmill and you gave me some free Ashley and Austin time, which I, I don't like, but I needed it. Yeah. And it helped. Just go do things that uh, are for you yourself. And... Hopefully it helps. Ashley's um, Ashley nailed it, though. That's really good. Good luck, Alyssa. Please keep us posted. I want to know what you name your annoying friend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Dear Ashley, thank you for starting your own podcast, exclamation point. Waiting for sports to be released every week was honestly the highlight of my work week. And even though it isn't quite the same, I'm glad that you're putting out your own content that has already been great. Thank you. My question, I've been accepted to go to grad school in Atlanta, Georgia, and if I go, I'd be moving basically cross-country from Nevada. However, I'm still unsure if I'll attend because of issues like cost. It'll be way more expensive than attending my alma mater, having to move so far away from my loved ones and friends, and the general uncertainty of making a big move, especially considering I could get the same degree from my alma mater, although the number of opportunities definitely aren't as numerous as my school in Atlanta. Would you slash Steve do this? Do you have any experiences with making moves like this? Thanks again. And I really appreciate your content, Sean. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate you and I appreciate your question. I bet he puts out good content too. So we appreciate your content, Sean. I appreciate your content, Sean. (laughs) I think definitively you should absolutely do this. I... 
have experience. I left, um, I was actually going to work in Nevada. That's um, right. I had signed a contract to work there and got an email to come interview at ESPN. Rest in the most peace. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I canceled, I bailed on my contract and I moved to Connecticut knowing zero people here. I had never even seen, um, I'd never even seen where I was going to live. I was working at Eagles training camp at the time. And my mom went up and found an apartment for me. And I moved into apartment having never even visited, never been to Connecticut. Oh, wait, I guess I went when I interviewed. But I mean, yeah. I didn't exactly explore. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know a single person. And it was, I mean, life changing. I think taking those kind of chances are experiences that really shape you as a person. I think if you are from Nevada and the people you love are there, you probably are are going to want to go back and settle. So I think you should take this opportunity to try something new, live in a different place, see if you like it, meet new people, experience different things, different culture, different food. Like that's that sounds awesome because if you don't like it, guess what? You can go back. If you do like it, who knows? Maybe you want to stay there. Maybe you meet somebody on your first day of grad school and then you fall in love and have a kid. Yeah. What, what, <laughs> that's what I can't stop thinking about is what a weird like butterfly effect moment that move was for you. Yeah. From if you went to Las Ve- work in Las Vegas yep. or coming to Connecticut, mm-hmm. it's like two completely different paths that you yeah. would have set on. I think about that a lot. We would have never met. Nope. Austin wouldn't exist. Nope. That's nuts. Isn't that weird? Yeah. But I also know like it doesn't always work out for people that way. My my brother and sister, for example, have lived in a, multiple different places before they ended up where they are. But each time you go somewhere, you learn something new about yourself and you grow from the experience. And as far as the cost, which is that is a big thing because the cost of living is obviously much higher in Atlanta. And I I would guess that the cost of the school is also higher. Um, there was a I, there was a really interesting study a couple of years ago on like the science of money and its impact on happiness. And you might think that like buying commercial commercial isn't the word I'm looking for, but like buying things, commodities, because they last longer than experiences would lead you to be happier, like a better investment of your finances in terms of your happiness. But actually, even though it's counterintuitive, spending money on experiences, vacations, concerts, and whatever, actually make you more happy over time. This is fascinating to me because you adapt to things. So if you get a nice car or if you buy a new car, the you are about as happy as you would be if you went on a cool vacation at the same time. And then over time, you become more used to having that car. And eventually you're going to reach a point where you want a nicer car. And so after, like over the course of that run, the car means less to you than reflecting upon that trip you went on, however long ago it was. And so On top of that, you change as a person, your experiences become like more part of your identity and you can share them with other people. And so that lasts longer too. So for grad school, I know it's not quite a vacation, but it is 
an experience and it's almost like an investment experience because you're going to get more opportunities from that school than uh, based on what you said than from the one in Nevada. So I would 100% say go to grad school in Atlanta. Definitive answer. Yeah, I agree. That was really good. Uh, I've never heard that comparison, but it makes complete sense. We talk about our trip to Ireland so much. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about the uh, RAV4 that you used to have. Um, (laughs) It was left on the side of the road somewhere on Interstate 80. Uh, Yeah. I I mean, do it. Make the move. I would say, like, I I don't want to put, like, pressure on you that this is the move that will define you. Do it, Sean. But it sounds like a cool opportunity to Ash's point, I think, that sticks with me a lot is like you can always go back family friends are there Mm -hmm. i always i always like think back i stayed close to college in pennsylvania and i wish i would have just went somewhere different everything when you grow up in pa you feel like the world's so big how will i get to new york city in the bright lights of hollywood how will i get to california and you're just like stuck in PA. I wish I would have done more. I went to a different school. So it's and because you always can come back. I've gone yeah. back a bunch. Um, so yeah, I think that's let's go for it. I it, mean, if you can afford it, of course. Like that's that's a big part of it too. I know you mentioned that, but give it a shot, man. I also think as life goes on and you get more and more responsibility, it becomes harder to make those big changes or like tr- take those big swings at new experiences. So I would do it now. I would say that to anybody who's coming up. Yeah. And by coming up, I guess I mean like being in your 20s, like (laughs) before you have other people or, you know, responsibility tying you down. Try, do it. Go try. It's like studying abroad. Like, go do it. Try it. Try it. Do it. Go for it. (laughs) If you hate it, go back. Yeah. YOLO. YOLO. (laughs) Let's never say that again. (laughs) Yeah. I think you should do it, Sean. Atlanta's beautiful too. Uh, the the surrounding parts, Savannah oh. and Georgia's great. Atlanta, the food was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a good time there. Um, so yeah, keep us updated. I, I would. We were both voting. Do it. So do it. Do it. Next question. Hi Ashley, this is Brendan. Thank you. And we had a question: What should we do, band or DJ for a wedding? Love you, mean it. Brendan and Kate. I appreciate you both, and I appreciate your question. I also appreciate the fact that you guys called back twice to give a little (laughs) bit more background information. Um, First, Brendan called back and let us know that Kate has been wanting a band since she was little. He also let us know that he is a terrible, terrible dancer, but he thinks bands are more fun. And then Kate called back (laughs) to let us know that the reason they were kind of thinking about a band was because they were both classical musicians, but that was a little bit in the past. And so she doesn't really know like what a a father daughter dance and like husband wife first dance, how that would necessarily go with like a band. So anyway, they're very much on the fence and they want to know band or DJ for their wedding. They are so cute. I love them so much just so you know so we're on the same page i read the voicemail before i listened to it and mm-hmm. it said what should we do band or dj like it missed a few parts in the transcript of it mm-hmm. i thought they were asking us for a career choice and i was like oh man do they want to start a band or become a dj this <laughs> only can you send us samples of your music uh, we will decide from there but i get it it's a wedding question now yeah wedding question this is tough 
And Steve and I disagreed on this for our wedding. I was very much team DJ. Uh, Steve was team band. Uh, we ultimately went with a DJ. Bray band, get it? Sorry, <laughs> keep going. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> we ultimately went with a DJ because I am very much, very much a dancer. Like I just wanted our wedding to be like a giant dance party, which it was. It was fantastic. Yep. And a lot of the songs I like... I didn't think a band could like recreate Danza Kuduro or like. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't think any band has ever recreated that. This is weird. Keep going. Because I think your uh, logic here is interesting. Um, so it, but, it was but, interesting. But I have been to, I know people who are really into actual, you know, like quality music and the listening of the music and not necessarily the dancing of it. And I think bands win on that front. I will say. We went to a wedding in New York City. Shout out to Gabe Goodwin and Georgina. And their band was phenomenal. It was unreal. It was really the only time that I've that I've thought to myself, oh, this I would take this band over a DJ because they could play everything. They had so many different people that were talented on so many levels that they were crushing the oldies to the modern stuff to like hip hop R and B like they they could do all of it and it was really really cool and it was high energy and then you get those fun moments with a band where they'll like come down onto the dance floor and like let people sing into the mic you know like that always happens once you've been there for a couple hours the crazy uncle or aunt gets yeah. a little too carried away yeah. with it yeah somebody gets up on stage at some point you're like you don't need to do that <laughs> yeah. you know but it, th- those moments are really fun yeah, you're right um Oh, man, I'm going to overthink the crap no. out of this one. I, I feel like if Kate's been wanting it for a really long time and you're not as into the dancing, you should probably go band because there are opportunities when the band takes a break, usually to play songs like a DJ would. Yeah. Um, And so if there's anything that you want to make sure gets in, like I'm sure you could talk to the band in, in advance and make it a prerequisite to say like, hey, there are these five songs that we want to play that I don't want you guys to necessarily try to cover um, while you, you know, get water or eat or whatever get it water. is. <laughs> I don't Take a really small water, Blake, just, and then please come back please, and play. Uh, may I have some water? <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe do it that way. That's what I think. Go band for sure. But the, I think the best, the biggest part about this is you have to do your research. You have to find a versatile band that can play the type of music that you want. Yeah. You don't want four failed musicians from the uh like that are in their late to mid i don't know <laughs> olders olders uh, make sure they have uh, a diverse playlist in their repertoire and see if you can hear some samples of it because a band that can play anything from old journey songs to an usher song to uh you really get an Estefan. insight into uh, Steve's, Steve's music taste <laughs> <I'm> here. <hip. laughs> uh you need they need to be able to play a lot of different stuff. Wedding DJs are great because they can play a lot of different stuff. Yeah. They can play like the latest hits. They can play old school rap music that we grew up on. They mm-hmm. can play the song, the twist and shout song that Ugh. our pa- probably played over and over at our parents' wedding. They just have to be able to do a lot. You need yeah. a five tool player, as they say in Major League Baseball. So do your research, get a sweet ass band, and don't worry about the dancing part because it's a wedding. No one cares. That, Everyone's there. I disagree to, on that. No one cares very much. What the, the, the not, dancing is such a big piece it, of how much fun you have. It's like the food no, and the no, dancing. No, no, I mean the pressure. If he's uh, not a dancer, don't like 
be concerned about like your dance moves. Everyone's there to have a good time. It doesn't matter what you oh, dance I like. I don't think he was worried about it. Okay. I don't think he was worried about it. I think I think what you said is really smart. Figure out like what music you want to play, like what find, your, find your that theme band. to be. Yeah, or like things you know that you want to hear, and then see if you can find a a band that can achieve those things. And if not, DJ. I still go band. Like I'm thinking of a lot of other weddings we went to that had kick ass bands. Go go get the go get the band. I I disagree. There was the one band that I was like, I would take that band every other time I would take a DJ. But that's just me. That's my style. I was so like, I needed a certain type of music to be played for me to have fun. You know, like I can't dance to the WAP with my brother if... Not the not the WAP WAP, the old WAP, the J-Dash WAP, not the, yeah, not the new WAP. <laughs> it's not my fault they recreated something with a different name. It's the same WAP name. <laughs> that did not go where I went for it to go. But like, you know. I hope you, people stopped listening after that and didn't hear you say that. Are they both called the WAP? Yes, one's W-O-P, one's W-A-P. What do they stand for? Actually, I'm kidding. Don't uh, <laughs> You should see my face. You be like, red. Oh, boy. I'm so embarrassed right now. Why? It's uh, just us. I know. Well, it's not. There are a couple thousand people listening. Thousand? Uh, yeah. What? I should look at the metrics. <laughs> so, anyway, figure out what music you want. I think if it's important to Kate, you should go band. And make sure when you're with your brother or sister, you divide up equally <laughs> who's doing what parts of the WAP. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Next question, please. Uh, dear Ashley and Steve and Austin, both with exclamation points after it. This is Zoe from Chicago. Steve's mention of a nice warm Gatorade in episode one. It was a slip of the tongue. Reminded me of what <laughs> I was that living. a slip in the tongue? You, they made a I, definitive stance. I wanted no. I want Gatorade on brunch definitive stance, but I said nice warm. I got was it, just it, like, it, I was getting okay, carried okay, away. Okay, okay. I would sorry, love sorry, it with sorry, ice sorry, cubes sorry, go ahead. in a glass. Uh, Steve mentioned Ice Storm Gator in episode one reminded me of when I was living in China where there's a belief that cold drinks are harder on your stomach and got terrible food poisoning. Yuck. I asked the guy I was staying with to get me some Gatorade, but he didn't know what that was and was very concerned about my condition. Bless his heart. He microwaved the whole bottle <laughs> and served it with his family's curi- cure for everything. Spicy pickled radishes. Oh! Yuck. So my question for you is, well, actually, now that I think about it, it might be good. I shouldn't have said yuck. I'm sorry. So my question for you is, what's the worst thing you've ever eaten slash drunk to avoid offending someone? Love the pod, exclamation point. P.S. Thanks for the email option. I hate talking on the phone and also can't tell this story without cracking up. So here's the thing. I'll say on that real quick. As you can see by our two voicemails, it doesn't have to be a perfect voicemail. Just call and start rambling. It doesn't matter. <laughs> We're not judging anybody. But email's fine too if you're if you're shy. Get it. But don't feel like you have to leave the perfect voicemail. This isn't a job interview. Just drop it and we're good. Yeah. That's All right. So the question was, what's the worst thing you've ever eaten drunk to avoid offending someone? Um, okay. This is a wild story. It's not that wild. <laughs> wild. It's not that wild, but it is a long story. So when I uh, found out that I was having thyroid surgery, my mom surprised me with a, hey, after you get over this, we're, I'm taking you on a trip to Italy. I'd always wanted to go. It really gave me something to look forward to. It was incredible. I was so happy about it. I mentioned it at work. This is back when I was um, 
working on the show Sports Nation that I was going to go to Italy after my surgery. And my friend, um, Michelle Beadle, who is an incredible human, said, oh, you should go stay at my parents' place. This was probably a week before we were going to leave. And so we did this very last minute try to figure out how we could get from Rome to her parents' house out in Viterbo, which is like a tiny town. It was, they, they, they weren't going to be there. The people who were, who take care of their home didn't really speak English. And so the very first night we got there, we had this trouble like getting picked up from the train station. We didn't know where we were going. It was a whole mess. And they had made this huge dinner for us. And it was so good. It was like the, a small town in Italy, incredible yeah. food. And so sick I, brag, Ash. I, keep I, this going. Is, this is going to, okay, there's not a way. I wasn't there, but keep going. No, Steve wasn't there. I it was dream just, of these, this meal every time you tell the story. It, this was going. just my family. So they made this incredible food, which was the main course of it was lasagna. And it was one of the best things I've ever eaten in my life. So I ate my whole plate. I drank wine. I was perfectly content. And then this little old woman who was, you know, the woman who made the food, like smiled and nodded at me. And I like smiled and nodded at her back. So she got another piece of lasagna and she put it on my plate and I was full already. But I, what am I going to say? Like, no, thank you. It's already on my plate. So I'm like, okay, I'll soldier through this. And I like kept going. I kept eating and I got through the second piece of lasagna and I was like, oh my gosh, I felt like I was going to explode. She smiles at me. I smile back at her. She scoops up yes. another enormous piece of lasagna. At this point, I'm like sweating. I'm like, I can't, I can't get through this. I don't know how to say no, especially without seeming impolite for everything that they did for us, picking us up from this wrong train station, making this meal, welcoming us into their home. So, so I soldiered through another piece of lasagna. I'm sweating. I feel like I'm going to pass out. Like I'm taking these heavy breaths and she looks at me and smiles. I'm like, I can't do it again. I can't finish it. I couldn't do it. And she scooped another piece onto my plate. And I looked at my brother and he just, she shook his head at me. I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know if I can do this. And I just slowly tried to take as many bites as I could, but I honestly felt like I might throw up. And so I just, I had to stop eating it, which I guess is like, okay. Yeah. You don't have to finish your plate, but <laughs> I didn't girl, know that. Lasagna. <laughs> I didn't know that. They probably went to bed that way and be like, I know. These Americans get eat. Americans. Like, go to oh the my store gosh. get some more noodles. <laughs> so, yeah. So it was, it was incredibly delicious. Don't get me wrong. It was so good. But uh, the four enormous pieces of lasagna were, <laughs> were, <laughs> were a little, put me a little over the top. I thought you were going to go somewhere opposite of like something gross. You had like probably a dream meal of a homemade Italian lasagna that yeah. you had to be force fed. Yeah. Young American girl can eat. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> probably, Man, I felt told, so sick. Tell the same story but from a different perspective. <laughs> These people just show up at our house. They like made us pick her up at the train station. Uh-huh. And then they ate all our lasagna. <laughs> I was nodding my head to make sure they were done eating. And then she just kept wanting more. Oh, That's man. really funny. What um, about you? Okay, so mine's a little bit different. And it needs a precursor because I need to tell people that I had my gallbladder removed. And if you have your <laughs> gallbladder removed, there's some certain things you shouldn't eat. By the way, one of the worst pains I've ever been in. Uh, hopefully none of you have to go through gallbladder surgery. It was brutal. Yeah, that was tough but to watch. I love food. 
I love all kinds of food. I love it from different countries. I love it made from different people. I like eating food from food trucks more than I like eating food from actual restaurants. That is I'm true. I have a weird obsession with food trucks. Um, but I mostly love spicy food. And guess what's the number one thing you can't eat when you have your gallbladder <laughs> removed? Yes, that's spicy food. We went to a wedding uh, that was also in Atlanta when we were in Atlanta. Yeah. Where there was it was an Indian wedding and it was half American, half Indian wedding, right? It was yeah. one of the most fun weddings. Shout out to York and Free. Yeah, shout out to York and Free. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. It was one of the best parties we've ever been to from like the start of the day to the I'll say what one of the best weddings we've ever been to for yeah. sure. Yeah. We've ever been to. Um, and they had a delicious spread after the first wedding. And I wanted to, of course, eat it. And yep. like when you're there, take it all in, like be part of the culture. Although we probably biffed on our wardrobe selection, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> Uh, I took down a lot of Indian food and I'm not supposed to eat a lot of Indian food, but I did it because I didn't want to be like the the one American dude there not eating it and being like, sorry, I have this weird thing with my stomach. And I guess we spent the reception in the bathroom a bunch. This guy. That's the one that comes to mind. Not because it was... I wouldn't say the word worse. It was probably delicious. It's it is delicious. I've had Indian food food before and it's great. But uh, this was sh- not that long ago after it happened too, so the the body was still getting to used to the lack of the gallbladder. Uh, and then I spent a lot of time um, paying the price. Yeah, <laughs> you can put another ways to say that. There. Let's, let's uh, but that's the first one. one to come to mind. You want to? I think. Even with Ashley's story and my story, this is mostly about Ashley. I'll say this about you. You guys never want to like upset somebody. And I think in her situation, it was the same way. And this goes back to the macadamia nut question that sometimes you put yourself in a position where it'll do harm to your body, Uh, especially when it comes to food. You would never in a million years after this long day. After these people welcome Junior home and be like, I'm good. Stop giving me your delicious lasagna, <laughs> even though that's the thing you should do. She Zoe should have said, you know what? I'm good on the spicy pickled radishes. <laughs> and she, you know, I don't need those. But it's it's tough to say that. Yeah. You don't want to offend anybody. And so you eat but some like spicy the, pickled radishes in a warm Gatorade most, bottle. <laughs> the most offensive thing to do is to continue to be sick or blow up the bathroom at someone's wedding. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay, next question. Dear Ashley, listen to the latest pod. I am single, 34 female in the D.C. area and will like to date and perhaps start a family and such one day. Could you find out more info about Tyler? (laughs) I I also feel dating has been super hard during this time. Christina, you're laughing because we didn't think we are going to be matchmaking on the pod, but maybe we got something going here. Christina, I appreciate you. And you know what? I appreciate you shooting your shot. Yeah, we did. We did hear back from Tyler. Tyler is in Boston, um, and he sent us pictures. I like I mentioned, I'm going to uh, chat with our social media manager about getting those up. But I think, I think single people who are in this podcast jump into the subreddit. Yeah. Jump into the subreddit, meet each other, just talk to each other. You know. Listen, if both Tyler and Christina are listening and want a formal introduction to each other on email, we can make it happen. Yeah. We're not going to do it without their consent, but if you want to. Write us in and we'll make it happen. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. It's Listen, nothing bad can come. Well, that's probably not true. But like just starting up a 
a conversation with people yeah. who you know at least you share one common interest. Like you can just talk. There's nothing wrong with talking. Tyler did note that he is not an NBA player. I oh went out yeah, and said that. sorry. <laughs> if you if you were interested in Tyler because you thought he was an NBA player, he's not. Which Tyler is Tyler Hansborough. Which is fine. Which is great. It's probably better, honestly. Yeah. So just know that though he is not an NBA player. He's from Boston. So yeah, I'd say cool. jump in our subreddit or hit us up on email and we'll connect you guys. And so then it works out. Say perhaps you start a family and such one day. Me. I think they both wrote that. Kid's name needs to be Austin. That's all we're saying. No, I don't think but, it needs to be Austin, but I do think you and I would get naming rights of their firstborn child. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. Yeah, we get to name it. We get yeah, we yeah. get to choose the name. Stashley. Stashley. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That, how has that never come up Stashley. before? Like if we were in a rom-com and people were shipping us, that would be the name. Stashley, yeah. <laughs> Draw like a mustache on my face. That is your face. Oh, boy. Okay. Guys, momentous occasion. We have our very first... Ask Austin! Austin, thank you for being on the podcast today. Say so you're welcome. Okay, here's your first question. Dear Austin, hi buddy, my name is Sayer. I am a first year pharmacy student and I want to work as a pediatric pharmacist. Obviously, nobody likes going to the doctor, especially kids. So my question is, what kinds of things does your doctor do to make your visit enjoyable? Love you mean it. Love, Sayer. So we went to the doctor the other day, right? Yeah. What parts about it did you like? Sure. Uh, let me get your mood lighting right. Okay. So we went to the doctor the other day. Mm-hmm. Was there anything about it that you liked? No. No. You didn't. I didn't like the flu shot. You didn't like the flu shot. Yeah. Um, but do you remember what was on the floor when we came in? What? Do you remember? What? A Paw Patrol carpet? Yeah. Yeah. A Paw Patrol carpet? Yeah. Yeah. And do you remember what else? What animals there were there? Fish. Fish. We liked the fish tank a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. So do you think we should tell Sayer that decor, decor? Decor. Decor. Um, do we think we should Daddy, tell? What? <laughs> fish were at the doctor. Fish were at the doctor. And that was super cool, right? And there's a Paw Patrol carpet there. And Paw Paw Patrol carpet there, too? Yeah. Did that make it fun? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I didn't like the flu shot. Yeah. But but the fact that there was a Paw Patrol carpet and fish, that made it okay, right? So decorations are important. Here's question number two. Dear Ashley... Ask Austin to tell us about his new favorite toy or his favorite thing to eat. I don't know. I tried. Love you, mean it. Take care. Robert. Um, my favorite toy is hmm, uh, a pacasaur. A pacasaur? Yeah. A what? A pacasaur. That's a dino with a spanky club tail. Oh. oh. And, okay. I don't think you have an... Do you have a pack of sore? No, I don't. But it's your favorite toy? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite thing to eat? Mm, broccoli. Broccoli? What? <laughs> All right, Austin. Say peace out, dudes. Peace out, dudes. 
Wow, that was illuminating. Thank you very much, Austin. He'll have his own podcast shortly. (laughs) All right, before we go, it is time for one thing that made us happy. I'm going to go first. Um, There was a moment when it was on New Year's Eve when I was hunting my killer, and I was pouring over a cipher, you know, like I was trying to decode, (laughs) I was trying to decode like a, a, a cipher, you know, like it's a, it's an encrypted thing and I'm trying to figure out the solution. And I was kind of leaning back in the chair with my pen, like tapping my face and I was holding my glass of whiskey neat and was kind of swirling it around. And I was like, I'm a fucking detective. (laughs) (laughs) It just made me really happy. And that was that. How about you? That's super cute. I wish I would have seen any of this. You came in while I was in there. Yeah, I was locked in to uh, Two Bears, One Cave live stream with Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura. Shout out to them real quick. That was uh, how I spent my New Year's Eve. As now it is clear that Ashley and myself spent New Year's in different rooms doing two completely different things. Um, My one thing that made me happy was and I don't want these all to be Austin moments but they're going to be Austin moments is he heard his first uh, like joke and then wanted to tell his first joke (laughs) and we practiced him telling his first joke and I have a video of it that I'll post on Instagram that uh, we have a lot of posts lined up in the buffer apparently I'll talk to our social manager about it thanks Uh, that made me so happy of him just trying to get the joke construction right and not totally understanding it but knowing that Ashley and I were laughing he achieved his goal of telling said joke Uh, that made me really happy Uh, look forward soon I'll post it on Instagram he is such a ham he's just like you okay I think we're done here did you hear that? did it come through on the mic? oh no it's my stomach <laughs> I did not have Indian food today. That's just my stomach wants a snack. Shit, did it come through? It wasn't a fart, it was literally my stomach. <laughs> I'm sorry. questions we appreciate them and we appreciate you times infinity remember if you want to support us you can go to anchor.fm and find dear ashley there is a list there of all the different places where you can listen just hit play on a couple of them simultaneously put it on mute jump in the shower bring a beer and then when you're nice and relaxed, maybe go leave us a yeah, review. Yeah, rate and review the podcast. <laughs> like this podcast review that says, wow, Ashley's laugh is hilarious. Oh, I missed it so much. Can't wait to listen to this pod every single week. Steve is good too, I guess. So yeah, rate and review the podcast. <laughs> 
on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Boost our numbers. It helps out. Yeah. Ash, most importantly. Who are we trying to beat this week? Oh, um, those TikTok girls. Those damn oh, TikTok girls. Those TikTok girls. <laughs> those damn... Help us beat the TikTok girls. TikTok girls. <laughs> and don't forget, dancing. you can follow us on Instagram Maybe. and Reddit, <laughs> Dear Ashley Pod. You can call us at 929-399-4606 or write us an email at dearashleypod at gmail.com. Talk to you soon. Bye.